Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to episode 330 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Please make sure that you smash that like button. Light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Tonight we'll talk about the Batman box office. It made another $10 million yesterday uh, and really just blew away anything else that's currently in theaters. Nothing else even cracked a million dollars based on the last time I, I looked at the numbers. But $10 million in its Monday, so a, a pretty strong Monday performance. It'll be interesting to see if the Batman will continue to do strongly during the weeks ahead and just how much further along and how much closer to its break-even point it'll get by the end of next weekend when I will be able to make some actual projections based on the two-week numbers, as you all know. That week one to week two drop is always incredibly important. I'll also talk a little bit about a show I've been watching. Uh, it is a South Korean show, so I know I know how much the Empress of the Universe, Tina, loves uh, the work that comes out of South Korea, especially films like Parasite. But <laughs> much much love to you, Tina. Um, but it's a it's a it's a it's a nice little show, I think. Uh, it's a it's a zombie apocalypse show called All of Us Are Dead. Uh, yeah, very hopeful title. Uh, but I, I've been watching it because I I got on a zombie film flick. Uh, just i don't know i just got on a kick over the summer and i remember i watched all of the resident evil films and i watched a ton of other zombie apocalyptic films like a genre that i just never had any real interest in but all of a sudden i don't know i I guess it was like train du busan i think really kind of got things started for me because it was such a well-made movie and it made me a lot more willing to try out other films in the uh zombie apocalyptic genre i guess and so ever since then, I've been kind of a lot more drawn towards it. So yeah, I'm I'm all the way, uh, I'm about five episodes in. I think I just started the fifth episode of All of Us Are Dead. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, at first, in, in the first episode, there were a lot of things that were very, you know, very, I, I think, cheesy, tropic. But once the zombie apocalypse, once the zombie, uh, you know, you know, breakout happens... You start to recognize that the things that they were doing, kind of the cheesy high school stuff that they were doing in the beginning, ended up really paying off well as as the show has continued on just with, with story and character development. So I've been thoroughly enjoying it. My biggest gripe so far is, and actually I just stopped it at a, a point where where they've shown it again, but there is a uh, there is a, a baby character, and for some reason they've they've made it almost a, a fully CGI character. <laughs> I don't know why, but the CGI is really bad. Uh, and so other than that, though, I've actually really, really enjoyed it. And it's been very suspenseful. It's just, again, South Korea has really just been killing it, uh, especially with the zombie horror flicks. I feel like they've just really, you know, knocked it out of the park. And I think that this is yet another example uh, of them doing so. Anyway, let's go ahead and say hello to some people before we talk a little bit uh, more about that and the Batman box office. We got the R over on Odyssey saying, busy with work today, but you'll be on in the background. Well, the R, I hope I can help you get through your shift. I hope I can do that for you. 
All right, we got Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington on YouTube. Time to say a big UK hello to you and the chatters. What a great community of cool people that assemble here. Blessed to attend. Well, thank you, Gary Banjo Sandwich. I, I, I think they're pretty cool people. I think my Asgardians are, are some pretty cool people as well. It's always a nice, you know, chill chat. We have some fun conversations. We have some disagreements now and then, but we have a lot of fun here. We try to have some fun here, you know. There she is, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. What's going on? And as she mentioned, if you have a comment or question, no matter what platform you might be watching, we are live streaming on YouTube, on DLive, on Odyssey, on Twitter. Uh, Whatever platform that you might be watching on, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. And... uh, It'll make it'll it'll make me see your comments, so that way I uh, know you're trying to get my attention, and I can highlight it and answer the question or read the comment, whatever it is that it might be. Snorri Peepus Cuber, what's going on? Heyo, what's going on, bro? He says, "How are women than other quitters? What's going on, bro?" And of course, if you are a member on the YouTube channel, one of your perks is that you don't have to worry about doing the tagging. But I do appreciate it, even if you do it. Orange Hair Reviews. What's going on, good sir? He's a member. He says, I'll be listening while reading. Got a couple of good books that I got to go read. Hail Odin and chat. Ooh, man. Kudos to you for being able to do that. I cannot listen to a, a podcast or really anything where there is information or conversation going on and read. I, I can do instrumental music in the background. That helps me with reading. But I, I, I could not listen to, to a podcast or anything like that while trying to read. There's just no way my brain would be able to handle it. Master of Gaming, what is going on? Forever, we got Forever Sci-Fi in the chat. What's going on, Forever Sci-Fi? Thanks for being back. We got Mark Lissette in the chat. What's going on, Mark? How's it going, bro? We got Fear of FEMA in the chat. What's going on, man? Hope you're having a great Tuesday as well. Thank you very much for being in the chat again tonight. We got Bruce. What's going on, Bruce? How's it going, brother? How's it going? Master of Gaming says, Did you know Morbius is releasing in Ukraine and Taiwan? Uh, not officially, but it's, it's I guess, not all that surprising. I mean, I, I mentioned this before, how I doubt, like, part of me doubts that Morbius would be able to even get into China. So my question, I guess, would be, if the film was, <laughs> it, or rather, if the censors of China were not as crazy <laughs> about what they allow and what they don't allow. I think that it would be interesting to see if they were going to choose, if Sony were to actually continue having a release in, in Taiwan, because I would be interesting to see if China ever makes deals. And I've actually, I've actually never looked into this, but you bring up a good point. By the way, Will Gentry's blowing up the ice cream donations over on DLive. I see it popping up. So thank you, Will Gentry. Really do appreciate it. Um, but I I've never actually looked in to see if if China ever, when working out these deals with these studios, right? When the CCP, when the Communist Party of China is working out these deals with these major studios that give them millions upon millions of dollars every single year, gonna call out the major studios again. But I wonder if a part of the deal is that they won't release their films in Taiwan. That would be interesting, to say the very least. So, to me, them releasing it in Taiwan is more of a, well, we can't release it in mainland China because they're not going to allow the content, so might as well still get part of the Asian market. 
I don't know. I don't I don't really know if that makes them look any better. And then them releasing in Ukraine, I feel like that's a typical country for them to release in. I don't think that there's there was ever perceived to be as much in the way of uh you know, issues as far as releasing in Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia at the same time, obviously now with things going on, but then at the same time, I'm looking at what's going on in Ukraine and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I mean, I I guess plan to release your movie, but it's like, yeah, I'm sure the people of Ukraine care that Morbius, oh, guess what, everybody, Morbius is going to come out in our country, we can stop fighting, we can stop running for our life and defending ourselves, because guess what, we got Morbius to go see, thanks, Sony, I appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> man, these companies, I tell you. Griffin Turbo, what's going on, man? Alex McCarthy, what's going on, Jay? Alex McCarthy Jr. says, howdy, and how's it going? How Thor, Thor is doing just fine. Uh, he, he's had a rough, rough uh, last couple of nights uh, falling asleep. Last night, it was really bad, um, but he eventually he was able to, to, to you know, <laughs> he was eventually he was able to fall asleep, but he definitely woke up just cranky just because he didn't get his normal sleep. Tonight, he was cranky again. We thought he was going to do the same thing, but luckily, it was just for a few minutes, and then and then he passed right out. So, thank you for always checking in on Baby Thor. I appreciate it. And it says, happy three-year anniversary of Captain Marvel. Oh, my goodness. Has it really been three years? That's kind of insane to me, too, because then it also ages me and ages my channel. <laughs> Because it's like, man, I mean, things were in full swing by the time Captain Marvel came out. And and really, when you think about it, you have to go back to a film. Let's see. I guess that would have been 2017, right? No, 2018. Yeah, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Because that's really when I started to do my main focus was covering the the, the Star Wars box office and so that would have started up 2018 going in 2019. It's just kind of crazy to think <laughs> that I've been doing it this long. I always just amazed that. I was like, man, I, I can't believe. You know, I look at the number of streams, and it's like, man, 330 streams? I mean, Lord, thank y'all for sticking around. For I mean, there's people who have been here from, like, the very beginning. So thank y'all. I really do appreciate always the love and, and the support. J-Rod, the beer guru, I see you. Over on D Live, thank you for the ice cream donation, man. He's sending some. He's sending several ice cream donations. Might have to pull up my my D Live in a little bit just to see what's going on over there because people going crazy. People going crazy over on the D Live. It looks like. Let's see. All righty. <laughs> Shorty story. What's going on, Laura? Yes. <laughs> ZK man, what's going on, brother? Thanks for being in here. Mark Lizeth says, I'm a third of the way into All of Us Are Dead, and they are killing it. Literally. Literally and figuratively, you are correct. <laughs> I mean, lots of death. Uh, exactly what you would expect from a zombie apocalyptic show that's based mainly in a high school. <laughs> um, and I I just love some of not just, you know. Obviously, there's the the kills that they're being able to to do, and I just also love the way in which they're they're presenting. Because you know, this really isn't spoiling much of anything, but there's students that survive. I mean, oh, oh my goodness, what a spoiler! Um, I just love the way in which they portray the students that are surviving, and then also the fact that I, what I love about South Korean, uh, whether it's shows or cinema, is that. To a Western or, you know, especially to an American audience, anyone there is is 
pretty much unknown. I mean, even going to like Train to Busan, for instance, I, I didn't know any of those actors. I didn't recognize any of them. And may- maybe South Korean audiences would have recognized them. But what's amazing to me is just the amount of talent that they're able to get. Um, and and again, that that just might just be from from this this pure you know Western perspective from from this pure. Uh, uh, you know, American Americanism elitist mindset where it's like, oh man, they've got some talented actors over there. But it's true. Like, I think that what to me is most surprising is that in American-made zombie films, acting is not really something you ever talk about. It's usually not one of the things where you're like, man, the acting in that American-made zombie film is great. Whereas in South Korea, you're like, oh man, it's like, no, they go out of the way to actually make a film, you know, to actually make a film, to actually tell a story. And I think they do such a really great job of, of casting, especially because all of the, the younger actors they have playing these high school students are just killing it in their roles. They all fit the roles incredibly well. They all are just able to bring something to the table. And what I love about it too, is that you don't know what's going to happen. It's an original story. It's, it's something that you don't know which characters are going to survive. You you don't know which characters are going to die. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, from one episode to the next. And there's things that happen. And I'm like, whoa, I did not expect that. Like, this person came across in this way. And man, wow. But they are killing it. Literally and figuratively, man. Uh, let's see. Rob D. Tag to say, hey, Odin. How much is gas where you are in your state? Gas is four thirty nine in New York, where I'm at, dude. I think you're kind of lucky to be in the state of New York and only be paying four thirty nine. We just got up to four oh five today for regular, four oh five with um the uh the diesel. I don't know why I blanked for a second. Diesel was is still stuck at four ninety nine, so. I remember it was it was like yesterday I all of a sudden noticed that the cat like it was like within a day or two gas bumped all the way back you know all the way up to 399 you know and of course diesel was 499 and I remember once I heard the news once I got the notification that 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 uh you know president biden you know oh, hey everybody what's going on uh you know come on man the fact that he was like, yeah, we're not going to take any more imports. Come on, man. We're not taking imports from Russia. We're not going to fund their war machine. Come on. The fact that he was doing that, I was like, oh, great. Gas is going to go back up. And by the end of school, when I was driving back home, I'm like, oh, look, it's already gone up seven cents. So, yeah, it's about 405, 406 where I am. Uh, and then diesel didn't go up. But I'm sure inevitably it will be going up. But, yeah, I mean, I understand where someone is coming from, where it's, hey, we don't want to fund the war machine, but I'm sorry, if you're going to try and claim the moral high ground and say, we're not taking that Russian oil, but, 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 it's like, okay, yeah, you're still taking that Saudi oil. You, you want to talk about what's going on in the other areas where we're taking oil? Because we, we can have that conversation if you really want to have that conversation, similar to the one where people are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're studios, right? We're movie studios. We're going we're gonna to hold our movies. We're not going to show any of our movies in Russia. We're taking a stand. It's like, oh, but they're still playing in China. Oh, okay. Great, great moral stand that you're taking there. Good job, movie studio. Pat on the back. Good for you. And that's exactly what's going on even in, in this more political realm with, you know, it's like, we're not taking gas from Russia anymore. Okay. But we're also not doing any more drilling. And he had the audacity. This dude, Joe Biden, he had the audacity to say, my policies aren't, aren't 
you know, aren't doing anything to raise prices of gasoline or my policies aren't hurting oil production. It's like, are you kidding me? Please explain to me how canceling the 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 key the Keystone Pipeline day one isn't a policy that directly impacts <laughs> this production of of natural resources. I mean, it's insane. It's insane that he is saying that. In addition to canceling permits at record rates, etc., it's just ah oh, the hubris of this man. Uh, Philly the Hobbit, Allen over on D Live. Thank you for the ice cream donation. A lot of ice creams being sent over there. Let's see. Uh, Master of Gaming says, Did you watch The Walking Dead and Z Nation? Never watched Z Nation. I watched The Walking Dead for several years, and then it, eventually it got to a point where I'm like, all right, this has gone on too long. I, I can't really invest in the characters anymore. Um, I mean, I guess this is a spoiler if you've never seen the show or if you just started watching the show, so maybe cover your ears if you care about you know characters that die six or seven seasons in. Um, but I remember it was when they teased the death of Glenn the first time and then it didn't happen that was when i started to be like all right i'm just kind of mm. it, it just really at that point i'm like okay this is just just getting old and then eventually when 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 he did die in the show i was like oh now you're just it was just too it was too much i just couldn't get into it i mean i thought the character of negan was really terrifying and i thought it was really well played but overall i just started to get very just ugh, the show just started to kind of become very bland for me uh Asgardi says dawn of the dead by Zack snyder is good i it's not as good as people think it is you know a lot of people say whenever i bring up my dislike of Zack snyder uh, about you know dawn of the dead and it's always a film that i've forgotten that i've watched and i've forgotten that i've watched it because i wasn't really blown away by it that was a time in my life where i wasn't really a fan of the genre by the way philly to hobbit alan thank you for the ice cream donation over on uh, d live and so I wasn't in the genre then, but then also Zombie Baby. It's a, It was upsetting then. It's still upsetting now. And I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. So uh, it's just bad, you know? So I, I, I don't think it's as good as some people remember it to be. Daniel Thorne, thank you for the ice cream donation. Y'all going to make me lose my voice. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Zombie shows are awesome. This is one of them. Yeah, dude. I, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I, I will say that the the dialogue is definitely fast paced. So I'm definitely someone where I'm I'm much more in favor of live action, especially of live action shows, live action films, you know, gotta watch the sub, right? Gotta watch the subtitle. But I will say that sometimes the dialogue in the beginning is very, very quick and it was hard to keep up. But then you get used to it, I think, over time. And also, as as the show progresses, obviously, it becomes a little less hectic and you get to have a little bit more uh, time to actually process the things that are being said and what's going on. So I I, I really like the show, though. I do think it's it's a lot of fun. If, for those that may be coming in a little bit late, I'm talking about uh, All of Us Are Dead, which is a South Korean zombie flick show. J-Rod the Beer Guru, thank you for the ice cream donation. Good Lord. <laughs> Y'all are driving me crazy. <laughs> but I love you. Let's see. ZK Man, who's a member, says, I disagree with Odin that we have disagreements. We do. If you want to have any conversation about the disagreements that we've had, uh, just ask Tina. Because me and Tina disagree on a plethora of things. <laughs> 
Phil, how about Alan? Thank you for the ice cream. All right. I'm going to stop, stop shouting those out live because I, I see what y'all are doing to me, D-Live fam. I see what y'all are doing. Ah, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and then Laura comes in to say, I think we all agree that Zoe Kravitz just needs to shut up. Yeah, I, I, I think that all of us can at least agree with that point. It is funny because there's one person who left a comment saying, I don't see what the issue is. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's wrong with what she said. It's like, oh, I see that you you didn't read what she said, <laughs> and you didn't hear what I said. Okay. You just saw that her name was in the title and then decided to put something in the comment section. That, that I always love comments like that. By the way, my stalker is still here. My stalker is still around. The one who keeps trying to uh, bring up, well, you know, Christian Bale, said th- Christian Bale said something about white men, and you've never covered it. I just did. Are you happy? Go away. You're annoying. He ch- Again, I literally have hit him a thousand times. He has made, and this is no, I, you know, thousands, obviously, hyperbole. He's had to have made about 20 accounts. And that's not even exaggerating. He has had to have made about 20 different accounts at this point, all to spam the same message, copy and paste it over and over and over again. And then he creates a Twitter profile and then sends me the link. That was a new development. I'm like, bro, you, you need to stop. Get help. I felt like the uh, Michael Jordan meme. I was like, stop. Get help. It was bad. The dude, and some people might even know who he is. <laughs> you know, maybe you've seen him in the comments section. It's just, it's just so bad. It really is. Uh, Brightburn85, what's going on, Brightburn? Oh, Father, I recently received an iPhone XR on the condition that I swap SIM cards with my brother. The XR is certainly an upgrade over the Samsung J3, but I miss the headphone jack personally. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, luckily they do. You know, I, I'm definitely someone who's who's pro headphone jack. I just, I don't understand the, the the concept there, I mean, the argument to be made, the only argument that could legitimately be made to get rid of a headphone jack would be for IP certification, right, for water protection. But you already have to have the, the port anyway, so you therefore already have the technology to be able to, to waterproof those things. And so any argument of, oh, it was to make things thinner, oh, it was to do more with this, it's like, that's not true. Because we, we know this is not true because there's other manufacturers that are making phones just as as small as yours and can keep the headphone jack. So that that's just a lie. And I mean, let's just be honest here. I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't care one way or the other because if I have to listen with, you know, if I'm going to listen with headphones in, I, you know, normally I'm not going to have to be charging it at the same time because I'm pretty responsible with charging but I can understand why it could be inconvenient for someone who maybe isn't as responsible with charging and needs to have the extra uh, space. But, yeah, I mean, the little dongle, you know, it's it's not the greatest thing in the world, but, you know, it gets the job done. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Tweaky Kid, what's going on? Says, this early into Lent, I've come close to tapping out on the spiritual exercise front. Then I read about what's happening in the world and focus is back. Hope yours goes well. Well, thank you very much, kid. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, I think every day is an example and a reminder to us about why we go through the spiritual uh, the spiritual struggles and the physical struggles of the season of Lent. 
you know, I've been, uh, not to go into too much detail, but I've, you know, added, you know, I've added, you know, bits of extra, you know, fasting, abstaining from meat in certain respects. And it's the one thing that it's a reminder because when that hunger hits or when that headache because of either withdrawal or because, you know, diet has changed hits, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This is supposed to hurt a bit, right? This is, this is a sacrifice. And then it brings you back to, as you were mentioning, you're hearing these things in the world. You're like, okay, that's right. This is why I'm doing this, right? This is, this is the reason why, you know, Christ and even himself in scripture says that, you know, some demons can only be driven out through prayer and fasting. And I think that's even true of the world as well. So I think Lent's a great time just to remind us of our mortality. It's a great time to remind us of uh, where we have fallen away in our in our practices. And yeah, man, I hope that you have a great Lent too. Let's see. We got Hardwick in the chat. Hail to you, Hardwick. He says, you might be interested in the Japanese zombie movie One Cut of the Dead. It's a dark comedy about a movie crew filming a zombie movie where real zombies attack. Actually, that, <laughs> as I mentioned before, since since now I'm, I'm apparently now I'm a zombie flick fan. I don't know why or how it happened. I, I just, again, random summer thing. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a film that would uh, pique my interest. I wonder when that came out and how the uh, production values are. Really comes down to the acting to me. Because what's amazing about the zombie films is is not even the main actors, which, as I mentioned before, especially when you have these films coming out of South Korea, especially, um, you know, the actors are just always top-notch or always just fantastic. But even the extras, too. Like, all of the actors who are playing these zombies, it's like, oh, my goodness. And then you got the ones where they're main characters, and so they're 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 showing their acting chops there as just regular humans, but then they get turned into zombies, and then you're like, they can do this great too, man. The range, because people might not think of it as that big of a deal, but it's like if you can play a zombie, because I mean the physical demands that that has. If you see a good zombie flick or a good zombie series, that's incredibly physically demanding. So the ones that are able to to do both the dramatic and to be able to do that, I don't know. It's, it's always very impressive to me. Let's see. K-Man says, can't believe I've been watching the channel since around November or December of 2018. Dang, dude. Yeah, man. That's that's right around. That's right around the beginning. I can't believe that we're coming up on like four years. Because <laughs> I think we're, 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 I think, yeah, we're about a couple months or maybe we're right around the four year anniversary mark, which is insane i mean i think that covid kind of sped things up for me i don't know about y'all uh but you know 2020 was just kind of a blur of a year and 2021 was 2020 part two and so that was a blur of the year and now we're in 2020 you know now we're in 2022 and it's you know i would say it's so much better (laughs) than what it was at least as far as the policies of the local area and the school etc but even this year has been flying by as well. I can't believe that we're we're already well into March. It's kind of crazy. Kind of, kind of crazy. Uh, Matt317, who is a member. What's going on, brother? How's it going? Stormer Poop is Cuber. Says, I have a few zombies in high school, but we call them hippies back then. Oh, no. These are the ones that will, you know, bite your throat out. Which, if we can say anything about the hippies back then, that's one thing they wouldn't do. 
They might bite you, but they wouldn't bite your throat out. Jason Evanstein says, hype for the Daily Wire movie tomorrow. Uh, after seeing the initial review, uh, Bounty in the Comics, I think, got early access. And there was a review posted there, and it was actually very high. So, yeah, the Hyperions. I, I thought the trailer looked, uh, looked like a lot of fun. It is another film that they have, you know, that they bought the rights to. So it's, it was not produced by them, but it's being distributed by them. So, yeah, very excited for it. I think it has a lot of potential. Let's see. Th- uh, Matt317 says, the highest that I saw for regular unleaded was three ninety nine. Yeah, we are, you know, over $4 now here in Tennessee. And it's uh, it's crazy. It really is. By the way, Orange Hat Reviews, thank you very much for the $4.49 donation by Streamlabs. I appreciate you circumventing Mama Susan, making sure that YouTube ain't getting none of that money. He says, this is my current price of gas in my area. I see what you did there. Filling two-tenths of a tank was $32. Oh my goodness. Well, also, you must have a giant tank. <laughs> see, I have a I have a smaller car and it's a like a four-door sedan, so it's about a 12-gallon tank. And so normally it's about $30 or so to, to, to fill it uh, from mostly empty to full. But I'm really upset because I, you know, by the way, uh, no stream this Saturday. Just want to mention that to, to my peeps. I mentioned it last time as well, but no stream this Saturday. I won't be on Friday Night Tights this week either because I'm driving up to Philadelphia. Philadelphia! Driving up to Philadelphia for a brother's wedding. So that's very exciting. And I am sad because we're driving up to Philadelphia. (laughs) So it's like, of course, the week when our prices were already going up. And it's amazing to me because, like, it's amazing how the complicit uh, state run at this point, I think it's, you know, fair to say state run media of our own country, you know, going to bat for, for Joe Biden every step of the way. You know, is has been blaming the Russia Ukraine conflict for the cr- prices and gas. It's like it was going up long before any of this even started. So, so please spare me that. And then when it goes up even further, they're going to say, "Well, you know, this has all been because." It's like, no, 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 no. A lot of it was because of Joe Biden's policies, and now in addition to that, because we're you know taking quote unquote taking a stand at least in this one area. We won't take a stand in other areas, but we'll take a stand here. Um, you know. But now we're seeing that the 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 price of gas is going to go up even higher, right? It, it's just gonna it's gonna skyrocket, and of course, the week that I'm going up and driving th- driving up to Philadelphia is the week when those prices are starting to go up. So it's gonna be going up like every single day, and the you know the further I get out of Tennessee and any blue states that I cross into, it's gonna be already by proxy of it being a blue state. Go ahead, just look it up for yourself. By proxy of it being a blue state, their average gas price is already going to be higher. And then you go into you know Pennsylvania, and it's like, oh man, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Uh, Daniel Thorne tagged over on DLive to say, if Lent were eternal, what would be your fish of choice? Ooh. Well, uh, I probably would go catfish. I'm a New Orleans raised, raised boy, so I'd go catfish. Forever Sci-Fi, it's easily above 450 where I'm at, and my company decided that we should start going back one day a week starting this week. Dang. <laughs> oh, that's rough. I think this is more motivation uh, for, for remote work, but hey. Jared Beeru says, regular gas is 420 in Albuquerque. Oh, in the Kirk? In the Kirk? Man, J-Rod. That's not fun. 
Uh, K-Man says 408 near where I'm at. There were only two gas stations near here that are still 399. Dang, dude. You know what's always amazing when you find those stations that are uh, that that like shut down years ago and it's stuck still at the price that it was. I remember I saw one station which had been shut down for like 20 years and it still had like 98 cents. I remember back y'all I mean again, I know everyone here does, but back during 9/11 I remember when gas went below a dollar and I remember it was such a huge deal. Now we're at four over $4 on average a gallon. I believe that's now the average. That's insane. That is truly insane. Her sci-fi. We were energy independent under the orange man. Well, technically that's only partially true. If you check the fact checking sites, it's like, well, if we mean that we're exporting oil, yes. Yes, we were. That That is a verifiable fact. Uh, Will Gentry says, when gas gets up to 8 bucks or more a gallon, like it is here, only then do you have the right to complain. <laughs> yeah, but y'all are used to it. And then also you have to, you know, do that whole, uh, you know, exchange rate of currency. So is it really all that different? But no, no, no. Here's the difference, though. Whereas as you peeps in the UK sit there and take it, Americans aren't going to take that. If Americans are paying a legit $8 a gallon for gas, even before it gets to that point, you're, ha- you're, you're, you're having some, uh, you're having some protests to say the very least. You're, you're having some stuff happen because people are gonna be like, no, I'm not doing that. Cause keep in mind as well. And I know that Tim pool talks about this all the time, but you're going to see gigantic spikes in food prices because these morons don't understand. I know that's a crude word, but it's true. These moronic people don't understand that, oh, if the price of gas goes up, it means the cost of shipping goods goes goes up and exponentially up, and that means that the price of goods has to exponentially go up as well. And for some reason, they continue to vote for the same policy. Saudi Arabia is currently attacking Yemen, but I guess that's cool with everyone. Yeah, exactly. Laura, thank you. Guess that, I guess that's fine. I guess we don't have a problem with China. By the way, the chat is jumping on me, so if a comment gets skipped, I do apologize. But yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem with them. It's crazy. Yeah, there's this Russia only provides 20% of our oil. That's nothing to Russia, but with our dwindling resources, that's a lot. Yeah, 20% or so. Is it really 20%? I thought it was, I thought it was a little less than that. I thought it was like 2%. Maybe I'm wrong. But, man. Uh, Laura says, I stopped watching The Walking Dead when they killed a certain red-headed man. <laughs> I, hey, I hear you. Uh, let's see. Harvick says, how many vampire movies have you watched and which is your favorite? Vampire movies? I am not as much into the vampire genre. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Vampire genre, not really my thing. Not really my thing. So I honestly couldn't answer. Uh, Ms. Martin Music, what's going on? I see you in the chat. Only about a guy time to say, I have a prayer request. I have an eye appointment in a few months because I had surgery on it last year. I have CP and needed for help with right eye. Please pray. Hey, absolutely. I've only, I think you mentioned that last time as well. So definitely, we'll continue to keep you in our prayers, man. And thanks thanks for letting us know. And uh, please keep us up to date as well. Uh, for sci-fi, says, can't stand zombie stuff. If you get taken out uh, by a slow, shuffling, brain-dead corpse, I have no pity for you. That's the thing, though, is that, you know, the zombies can do stuff now. Like... I, I much prefer the uh, the zombie flicks where it's the viral infection and it's like the hyper zombies, right? When like they can run really, really fast. 
because that's what raises tension. Yeah, I mean, slow. If it's a slow zombie flick, that's nah, boring, for me at least. Nah, they got they got to be fast. That that's what brings up the uh, the intensity factor. Because I don't like scary stuff. I like thrillers, but it that brings up the thrill level by by quite a degree, to say the least. Matthew Highland, I see you in the chat. What's going on? Thank you for being here. All right, Rosie G12 in the chat as well. Hail to you, Rosie G12. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome one. Let's see, he says, you still watching new releases? I'm not going to watch anything in theaters anymore. Yeah, that's my plan. I, obviously, I still want to be able to review stuff, let y'all know what's good, what's not good. Um, but yeah, that that is my, my plan. Because uh, I, I feel like I'm obliged to let y'all know what's going on. Evan S says, can't stay long tonight. I got to go to the gym first thing in the morning and then get to Ember Day Mass. Hey, that's awesome, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Ember Week. It's correct. So Ember Wednesday and then Ember Friday, Saturday, which I mean, it's I feel like it's a little bit of a cop out during Lent because I feel that typically if you even know what an Ember Day is, like if you're not one of the person saying what in the world's an Ember Day? you're probably already going to be doing something like, you know, some type of fast or some type of abstinence on those days. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's Neon says, if only people would lend stupidity, if only, I say, if only they would give up stupidity. Yeah. Or at the very least, if they would add learning something. That's how you can turn it into a positive. Because Lent's not all about giving stuff up. That's a common misconception. You can also add stuff. Like adding more prayer. And in the case of these people, adding an education. Learning some history, perhaps. Uh, Shorty Story says, you've seen Shaun of the Dead, right? It's not a zombie movie, must see. You've got a re- It's If not, it's a zombie must see. Okay, that's why. I was like... But I thought it no, it looks like what are you what are you talking about? It's not a, a zombie must see. It's fantastic. You've got red on you. <laughs> oh man. And then it's like, we're gonna take the shortcut. I love uh yeah, the Cornetto trilogy. I'm so I'm one of those persons where I love I love Shaun of the Dead. I love Hot Fuzz more. Hot Fuzz to me is almost is a near perfect comedy. For me, it's just it's everything I love in a movie because it's got a great big bushy beard. And then they had the world's end, and it just wasn't good. It just really wasn't good. Um, but my favorite part of Hot Fuzz is the throwback to Shaun of the Dead. There's a sequence where it's like, we're going to take the shortcut. <laughs> and Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead's great. And then the, the way they do it in Hot Fuzz is also fantastic, too. <laughs> but yes, I love Shaun of the Dead. I think, I think that's a great movie. Uh, Harwick says, one cut, of, uh, one cut for the dead. It's from 2017. It deliberately has sort of found footage style to it. DVD of it has been showing up at Dollar Tree a lot lately. Interesting. Does I I have to ask because you know I can be I can be a bit of a snob with this. Is it on Blu-ray? Even better. If it, I mean, I doubt it'd be on 4K. Could be on 4K. I know it's a little bit of a harder chance of that, but is it on Blu-ray? It's a very important question, as you all know. Uh, also, one says, I found Odin when his head it didn't look like an egg under a <laughs> uh, Y'all are lucky that I I have the... <laughs> that I have a sense of self-respect. Uh, otherwise, that hurt. Otherwise, that really hurt my feelings. My fee-fees. 
No, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I have the ability to grow hair. <laughs> I just have a you know light patch on top, and I'd rather not. Animal Grimm, Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. What's going on, brother? Welcome back. It's been a while since I've had a Fossey moment, so I appreciate it. Coliseum Builders is bringing up a great point here. It says, elections have consequences. Yes, they do. And they're at the gas pump. By the way, I, sh- I shared a picture the other day on Instagram. Maybe it's, I say the other day. But I think it's been about a month, maybe. And uh, it was someone had put uh, one of those little stickers of of the, you know, I did that, right? You know, the uh, you know toward, pointing towards the gas prices or the let's go let let's go Brandon sticker, and it's funny because I had one person, like everyone else, it was just like, oh man, yeah, yeah, da, 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 like you know, random comments, and I had one person saying, um, that's uh that that is vandalism, um, uh, and and then try to argue that. Like you, like basically use the concept. You people were mad when this happened, but you're okay. It's like, bro, when did I ever say that? One, I was okay with the thing that you just mentioned, and two, seriously. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bruce says I filled up two days ago. Regular was three ninety nine. Dang, yeah. Again, yeah, it's up to four oh six. It was three ninety nine yesterday, and now it's a uh, four oh six. I wonder what it'll be tomorrow. I bet it'll be higher. Uh, Master of Gaming says, Josiah Rise has predicted Lord of the Rings. The Ring of Power is going to be woke. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether I should be a thank you, Master of Gaming, for pointing out the obvious or (laughs) Josiah Rise, because I feel like that's something that's kind of been known for a while. Uh, I know that more stuff has come out recently, but uh, let's see. Rosie 12 says, My hubby just put in gas. Five fifty a gallon for premium. I live in a blue Midwest state. Well, yeah, that would explain a lot. But also premium, dang. Get, getting the high quality stuff. That's some high quality octane. Coliseum Builders. Time to say stop by Battleship New Jersey while in Philly. I wish that I had the ability to stop by places, but I'll have my I'll have my wife. And I'll have uh, so I'll Freya, and I'll have Baby Thor with me, so I won't be able to I won't be able to do any stops or meetups or anything. <laughs> it is a strictly business trip, actually, it's strictly family trip. Um, not to mention, I I don't really think I want to add any distance to my journey with gas prices going up as much as they are, because like I'm used to just you know doing road trips and being like yeah thirty dollars you know to fill up the tank. I don't even know what it's gonna be when I get out. By the way, Daniel T over on. Uh, uh, Odyssey said, search out a good pizza place now so we can get a deep dish review. That's Chicago. Chicago's known for the deep dish. Philly, Philly's known for the Philly cheesesteak. So there's going to be a couple days where I'm going to be, oof, I wish I could have a Philly cheesesteak right now. Brightburn says, do you like the idea of building the new DC Extended Universe of off of the Matt Reeves, the Batman, or should we just take this Flashpoint thing at face value? Here's the thing. I don't think we should take anything from Flashpoint at face value because I think Flashpoint is going to be garbage because the same writer behind Birds of Prey is writing the Flash movie. So it's going to be bad. And it's not going to be done well. Like, just, just based on the history of this writer, it's not going to be a good story. A bad writer doesn't just magically become a good writer overnight. <laughs> Typically is how that goes. Um, so I, yeah, I would say let's not base it off the Flash movie. The Matt Reeves universe, as far as the tone goes, I, I would like that tone. 
it would be more grounded reality, and the, that's the issue. I, I, as much as I love films like The Batman, and even more so love films like Joker, it puts limitations on what you can do. Because those are not really the universes where you can have someone like Superman come in, you know? So, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that either would necessarily be the best. Uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on, man? Awesome one. I think, what are, what are you, is it Poop, Pete, uh, Pete Buttigieg, or who was it? Was it, was it, was it Pete? Was it Pete who said that? Good old Pete? I like trains, Pete, Buttigieg. Just use your solar-powered gas car. Well, yes. Then Wasn't he the one who was like, you know, that's why you should get an electric car? Because it was him, and then it was also, uh, what's his name? The guy who, man, oh, man, I pray for his soul every single day. Um, he, t- he took over the late night, uh, the late show. Um, anyway, he made a joke, a quote-unquote joke about these gas prices and basically said hey everybody get rich so that way you can buy a tesla like i have (laughs) it's like one you're a tool like seriously you're a giant tool and two where do you think your electricity comes from man guess what the vast majority of electricity in this country comes from coal power plants comes from fossil fuels so (laughs) First off, learn where your energy comes from. And two, Colbert. Thank you, Rosie G12. Yeah, Colbert. Man, I pray for the conversion of his soul because the dude claims to be Catholic and yet, no. No, he's not. And and then doing stuff like that, it's like, come on. Like, bro. And also learn about anything before you say stuff like that. It's crazy. Favorite sci-fi. I'm working on finding a remote job that will let me move to another state before they implement even more expensive summer blend of gas. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I think that's definitely something that a lot of people are starting to think about. I mean, the one thing that COVID did was it, it caused for a greater need slash capability of remote employees for a lot of different jobs. And because of that, you're now having people saying, oh, great. So you're saying I can move to that red state. I can move to that state that has fiber. One of the one of the one of the many reasons why Chattanooga was such a great state because it's like ooh gig city, ooh wait a minute, I you're telling me I can get three you're telling me I can get a gig up and download speeds for about fifty seven dollars a month. Okay, sign sign me up. But then also just even if you don't have the best internet in the world, you're telling me that you can go to a state that doesn't have income tax or, you know, has other uh, benefits like that and therefore save a lot of money but still work at a job? Okay. (laughs) People got to take advantage of it. Alex McCarthy says, gas was 75 cents when I first started driving in uh, in 2000. Dang, dude. I don't know if I remember that. I remember it hovering around the dollar and going a little below the dollar, but I don't ever remember that. Uh, Soul Assassin in the chat, what's going on? Will Gentry over on DLive says, I already did the exchange rate. It's about eight bucks a gallon here, but it's all tax. People will pay if they have no choice. Again, maybe in the UK. Just saying. Uh, Will Gentry says, if both political parties only ever put the price up, never down, what choice do you have but to pay for it? Uh, Well... I think you could learn a lot from our revolutionary spirit. 
Will Gentry. <laughs> uh, but thank you for letting me know that it was that is with the exchange rate. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, wait until they start talking about raising gas ta- gas taxes because people are driving less. Oh yeah, get no just just you wait because it won't be that they'll hide it as some type of carbon tax because we all know with COVID now isn't it amazing COVID's gone right like if you <laughs> the media's like oh COVID's gone now now we got Ukraine it's the new shiny animal that we're gonna you know spend hours upon hours upon hours of our day covering. But now COVID's gone. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, fl- flies away, floats away, right? Don't let, your, don't let your politicians get away with it, people. Remember what they did. Remember what they did. Remember how they shut you down. Remember how they were going to force you to act against your conscience. Remember those things. Don't ever forget. Hold them accountable. But what they're going to do next, after this stuff dies down, with, 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 you know, God forbid it, it get any worse than it already is. Really praying that it's just praying for a peaceful solution, but also trying to stay realistic as well. But, you know, eventually when that stuff does die down, what do you think their next thing's going to be? It's going to be carbon tax. It's going to be, oh, you produce carbon, and the scientists and studies that we are choosing says that carbon's bad. And so, therefore, we're going to charge you for the carbon that you produce in a given year, which is the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. But that's the next thing. The next, the next thing will be climate change. We're already seeing it. Even even during all this stuff, we're already seeing it. Master Gaming says Morbius is a vampire film. Again, it will be a vampire film, but I'm not really into vampire films, and I'm also not really that much into. Uh, I'm not really all that excited for Morbius either, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Snorpoopa says, I'm immune to zombies. No brain for them to feed on. <laughs> nice. Thanatos Felicitas says, my favorite vampire movie is Abbott Costello meet Dracula with Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Rosie G12 got me that. I still need to see it. Still need to watch it. Thank you for being here, Matthew Highland. I really do appreciate it. Input latency over on Odyssey. What's going on, bro? Welcome back to the chat. Stephanie B. Hey, what's going on? Stephanie B. Welcome back. Only about a god it says, "Do you get a favorite? Do you have a favorite superhero comic? Uh, mine's Long Halloween. I'm not much. I, I've mentioned this before. I I'm not much of a comic person. I I didn't grow up with comics. Um, I've only read a few like comic slash graphic novels. So the only one that I can really say that I've read all the way through and really enjoyed was Watchmen. Back back when <laughs> back before the movie came out." And then the movie came out, <laughs> and I was like, man, the graphic novel was so much better. Oh, man. Let's see. Awesome one says, lent me a $20. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> Kiga Rogers, what's going on, man? Welcome back. Let's see. Yes, Jason Evanstein. Yes, I love the quote. I love the quote from uh, from Hot Fuzz. The greater good. It's all for the greater good. Greater good, greater good. See, Ellen Bad of God says, I'm Protestant, not Catholic. What exactly is Lent? Lent is a period in the church where we dedicate time to prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Those are the three pillars of Lent. And it is rooted in the 40 days that Christ himself spent in the desert fasting. 
And the concept, of course, is we are called to emulate Christ. And so the church has deemed that the season of, of Lent, which leads up to Easter, is the perfect time to emulate Christ every year. Long, you know, to, to sum it up. There's, there's a lot more, but to sum it up. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says, One cut of the dead is on Shudder and should be on Blu-ray, too. Been out for a while. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't have Shudder because, as I mentioned before, horror films, you know, horror films as a genre, not really my thing. Uh, I like the thriller aspect of it, which is probably why I'm, I'm more apt to watch some of these uh, zombie films. Because, yeah, there's horror elements and scary stuff and jump scare stuff in it. And I really hate jump scare stuff. But... Again, if you get the right one, you can get a really good story, good good you know crew, etc. Let's see. Hardwick says one cut of the dead is available on Blu-ray. My local Dollar Tree has only been getting the DVD though. Yo, well, yeah, Dollar Tree, you're only gonna get what you get. I mean, it's Dollar Tree. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they have any movies at all. What drives me crazy is that every time that there's like people talking about movies at their Dollar Tree, the ones that I go to never have any movies. I remember back in New Orleans, there was there was a couple that I could rely on to have movies when they were available, but the ones in Chattanooga that I checked out never had them. Makes me very, very sad. Makes me very, very sad. Makes me a sad panda, to be honest. All right. Let's see. Hardwick tagged to say, I think you like the book of Dracula. It's written from a very Catholic point of view, and it's about good triumphing over evil. There's a particularly great audiobook edition I can recommend. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, for books especially, I, again, I just I don't have much of an interest in that genre. I really don't. Just never, never... I know that I said, you could say, well, you said the same thing about zombies. It's like, yeah, but I've also seen you know, I didn't see I hadn't seen really any zombie films before uh, so i had just had a couple of zombie films to really reference i've seen uh you know various dracula films i mean not necessarily that they were the best of dracula films or that they were the iconic dracula films but i don't know i've seen van helsing again <laughs> not not maybe not the best metric but i've seen enough to where i just think to myself yeah not my thing Hannibal Grimm says, yes, there is a Blu-ray DVD steelbook, one, one cut of the dead on Amazon. Ooh, a steelbook, you say? A steelbook, eh? One cut of the dead. I don't know why when saying one cut of the dead out loud, the only thing I could think of was... The, <laughs> the musical chess. Don't ask me why, but there's a song in the musical chess where it's it's one night in Bangkok. Bangkok, the oriental city, where the city don't know where the city is getting... Oh, the creme de la creme. I don't know. One night... like I guess, I guess it's one night in Bangkok makes the world your oyster. I guess it was the one cut. One cut of the dead, but it doesn't work that way. $50. Whew. Whew. Man. But that is a nice looking steel book. That is a nice looking steel book. Definitely look into that one for sure. Definitely look into that one. All right. Let us see who else we got. Also, if you haven't already, please make sure you smash the like button and light the fire button on Odyssey as I catch up with the chat. 
The K-Man says, an auctioneer voice, price of gas, do I hear 410, 410, 410, do I hear 420, 420, 420, do I hear 420, 420, 430, 430, $20 a gallon sold. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. We're going to keep on going and going and going and going until eventually people say enough is enough. Because that's the only time it's going to stop. Uh, Snorpoopa says, kiss your Uber and DoorDash deliveries goodbye or be ready for delivery fees to spike. Yep, exactly right. And also get ready for the, you know, as someone that is very fond of of, of Domino's pizza, uh, and obviously you all know I, I, I went meat free Fridays, you know, a while back. But one of the things that I like to get, um, and it's, it's the Lenten meal that I have, <laughs> it's the Lenten friendly meal I have. On, on Fridays, you know, the cheese pizza is the main meal. And, yeah, they charge that $5 delivery fee, which doesn't, not it's not a tip. They always make it very clear, saying, this is not a tip. Please make sure you tip your drivers. And, yeah, just wait for that $5 fee to go up. And if the price of gas goes up exponentially, incredibly quickly, get ready for it to be a $10 delivery fee. It would not be long. It will not be long before that $5 delivery fee becomes a $10 one because they got to cover the cost of da- uh, the cost of gas. Store Poopus, that's another great point. Yeah, and the trains run on what? Well, technically they run on steam, many of them. But yes, to point granted. <laughs> At least some of them. Actually, do modern trains still run on steam? I would assume they do. Let's see. Kiko Rogers, I have been avoiding the news. Is the Batman worth seeing? Swear to me. Uh, well, again, for me, I liked it. Gave it a B plus. But there are others that have other opinions. So I like it, though. I gave it a B plus. It's a long film, but I like the tone of it. And there is not too much that I dislike. There are things that I dislike. There are woke elements into it. So if you don't want any woke elements in a movie, there are a couple, at least. Let's see. J-Rod, thank you. It was Pete. Of course it was Pete. Oh, man, you should just get an electric vehicle. Oh, yeah. And again, the price of electricity will still also go up. Because guess what? When the price of gas goes up, while we are still relying heavily on fossil fuel technology, guess what? Now, one thing that I could be in support of, Mr. Pete Buttigieg and uh, Mr. Let's Go Brandon, one thing I could be in favor of is if you said, all right, man, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to open up a bunch of uh, nuclear power plants. I'd be, I would be completely cool with us opening up some nuclear power plants, but they won't go that route. They're still terrified and scared they're still using the same fear-mongering tactics that they've been using for like what 20 years now even though the technology has advanced incredibly further along um the chance of anything like chernobyl happening again are, are slim to none based on the type of reactors that exist now and you could solve for at least from the electricity standpoint you could solve the rolling blackouts in California and energy crisis in general, just as far as just pure electric energy, you could solve that in just a few years if you actually invested time out of these, you know, setting up the charging stations. Stop investing money there and instead invest money in nuclear power plants. But again, will they do it? Probably not. 
Yeah, I've been pro-nuclear for a long time. I remember back in high school, I was in an environmental science class. It's a really cool class. Awesome teacher. It's how I learned about hydrogen cars for the first time. By the way, if I, if I, one, if I ever hit it, just, you know, hit the jackpot, you know, money will go a lot of other places first. But then one of the last things I'll get be like, all right, I want that hydrogen car. I don't know. There's just something about the concept of having a car that runs just on hydrogen and it's only byproduct is water. I think that's awesome. I just, that's just me personally. I just, I've always been a big fan of that. Um, obviously I know it's not the realistic technology right now because people aren't willing to invest into infrastructure because the infrastructure is costly because no one's, you know, investing into it. It's kind of a, you know, self-defeating prophecy there. But what I will say is I, I think that it would be, but the other thing that I learned was about Yucca Mountain. And it's interesting to me because that was like the number one excuse was, well, we have no place to store the nuclear waste and nuclear waste. It's like, we have Yucca Mountain. There's tons of space left in Yucca Mountain because it's hardly being used. And now we have the technology where you don't really, you don't really have necessarily the same concern with waste as you once did. And if they can ever figure out fusion, game changer. See, that's the kind of stuff that I wish we were talking about. That's the kind of stuff I wish we were investing our time in. That's the kind of stuff that I wish our politicians would actually have the cojones to say anything. But the reason why they're not is because they know nuclear power plants could solve the energy crisis. That They know that we could become easily independent of any oil from overseas within just a few years. But they don't do it because they rely on that petrol dollar. Because they know if we get out of that, the jig's up. Got to start paying back those loans. Right? Inflation. All of the uh, spending that we've been doing. All of that comes to a giant crash. But they don't want to talk to you about that. They don't want to keep it real. They want to keep us status quo. Let's see. Hardwick. Raising the prices are part of their great reset plans. They want you to get used to uh, austerity. And here's the thing is that you can, yeah, and I can see how they could think they could get away with that for a while. But when you start doing gas prices, there are just too many, too many workers, especially who are going to be impacted by it. Now, I think that they're the only good counter argument to that is, yeah, but look what they did to the mass population with COVID. And I think that's a good and valid counter argument that, well, if people were really willing to stand up and say, I'm not going to take it anymore, why wouldn't they have done it then? And that's a great point. The difference I would say is yes, but now we've gone through that and people's tempers are a lot shorter. People's patience is a lot thinner. And so I think that once you start having to pay up to $8 a gallon, once you start having to pay for, um, the, you know, obviously the, you know, $8 a gallon and then all the price of food and all the price of all the things that you need and anything that gets shipped, all that stuff starts to go up. That I think is going to be the thing that pushes people over the edge to say, okay, yeah, no, can't do it anymore. Um, I mean, it's, it's happening, you know, kind of going back to his point. I, I think that one can argue that it, the, the process is already, you know, unfolding. 
Uh, Solzaz says they wanted to pass a mile law that charges people for the amount of miles they drive. I remember that. Yes, you're correct. Yep. They wanted to charge you per mile. And I think that was, wasn't that in the Build Back Better plan? I forget which plan that was in. But, yeah. Again, the the next big thing that they're going to try and push is the whole carbon credit, carbon tax. Again, they'll do anything to get your money. And at this point, it has really less to do with wanting money and more to do with just wanting to control you. It's really what it comes down to. Uh, K-Man says, can we just skip climate change and get to a good alien invasion? Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's, I'd, I'd rather that. <laughs> let's have fear-mongering alien invasion. Uh, I'll, I'll take that for 500. <laughs> I'll take that, please. Thank you. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, it wouldn't surprise me if more people start riding horses to places. My wife already rides hers to the mom and pop store up the road. That's awesome. First, I didn't know you had horses. That just made my level of respect for you jump tenfold. I forgive half of your bad movie opinions. I forgive half of them. I can only forgive half. That's how cool that is. Shout out to uh, shout out to Mrs. McCarthy. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? But that's not going to work for for the AOCs because that horse is producing methane. All right, and 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 methane, as you all know has carbon in it, and carbon is evil. Wait, what about uh, solar flares and the impact of the sun? No, 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 we're not going to... No, 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 don't you dare bring that up. That's too, that's too sensible to thing up. That's too sensible to bring up. Yeah, and uh, Derek McManus and Coliseum Builders both brought this up, and yeah, I, that's why I was surprised, because I was like, I've known a lot of Protestants that either at least know of Lent, if not celebrate Lent. So, yeah, I, I was confused by that as well. But I, it also makes sense for people to say that they hadn't. Uh, J-Rod, the beer guru over D-Live says, Have you watched Dracula Dead and Loving It? I've seen clips of it. That's the Mel Brooks one, right? I've seen clips of it. And the only one I remember is when... Uh, the guy is told by, I believe it's the Mel Brooks character. He's told that he has to, uh, he has to stake the the woman that he loves because she's turned into a vampire. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then he does. And then all of a sudden, I, I, it's like just the blood is just you know. And of course, <laughs> Mel Brooks character like hides behind a wall like to to avoid because he knows what's gonna happen. And then it's just like it just keeps, it just never stops. That that's what I remember from that movie. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, Stephen Colbert, quote, quote, me, white male Christian, American, straight, number one. That is a dark feeling because it is indulging in an appetite for yourself. Yeah, that's why I don't trust Colbert with anything. With anything. Since when did Domino's start selling pizza? <laughs> what? Is that supposed to be a joke about it's not real pizza? It's co-? Dude, Domino's has been the best uh, mainstream, mainline, like, chain pizza forever. Anyone who says, oh, no, it's it's Papa John's. No, Papa John's has never tasted right. Papa John's has always tasted terrible to me. I think the, the only time that I liked Papa John's was when they, back in the day, back when I was in middle school, 
when they would make their pepperoni pizza, and it was always unique. I was always able to tell the difference between Domino's and Papa John's by how they placed their pepperoni on the pizza. Because Domino's put it on top, and for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, Papa John's put it underneath. I remember liking it then. But then they changed something in like the formula or how they made it, and it was just like, um, what? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But Domino's, whew, especially now with the garlic crust, oh, oh, if you've not had it with the garlic crust, it is just, it is just stupendous. And again, I'm just talking about like the mainstream ones, so... I think about Domino's, Papa John's. Uh, obviously, this one's not as big as it once was, but it's still around. Little Caesars, uh, Pizza Hut, Pizza the Hut, me and another life. Uh, J.R. the Bigger says, modern trains are diesel-electric hybrid. Interesting. Well, yeah, man, that diesel, I tell you. <laughs> it's That is up quite a large amount for them. And then Forever Sci-Fi says, no, the trains run on diesel. They make a mess of my car daily. I stopped washing it regularly. Dang, man. Oof. Well, thank y'all for the information. Derek McManus says, I like trains. Uh, Laura says, I like how Trump says his name, Boot Edge Edge. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's see. Graham Masciota. So pizza drivers are getting tips in the United States. Time to move overseas. Easy to get money, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, all delivery all delivery in the United States, you're, you're, you're supposed to tip them. Again, you don't have to tip them, but if, if you don't, <laughs> good luck in the future. Uh, not having, you know, someone spitting your pizza. Harwick says, did you catch uh, Midnight's Edge video about the ending of the Batman? They argue that Catwoman's white privilege line is the key to understanding the movie's entire message. I haven't seen that, but uh, I know they do good, they do good work. Forever Sci-Fi, gas cars are the best option when uh, the zombies come. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. But I think that if, if we start... Here's the thing, Forever Sci-Fi. If we begin to build the infrastructure for hydrogen, there's a lot of potential there. A lot of potential there. Uh, let's see. Rosie, who's a member, says, Pray for the midterms. I love summer, but November can't come fast enough. Yeah, and in many ways, you are correct. In many ways, you are correct. And yeah, definitely. And it has, for me, it has little to do with, with political affiliation. To me, it's, are you a tyrant? Or are you not? Because tyrants can come in all shades of red and and blue. That's my big question. Are you a tyrant or are you not? That's what I care about. Daniel T. tagged over on Odyssey and said, People can protest all they want when higher prices come, but they will be forced to go back home eventually and pay up. Price controls also never work and just make things worse. Yeah, but you know, I think at some point, at some point, I think people are going to have to People will be pushed up to the point of saying enough is enough. You know, it seems like America and other leaders are artificially driving up prices to everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Forever Sci-Fi says at $8 a gallon, the the guillotine is cheaper. The guillotine is cheaper. Yes. I want to say guillotine. The guillotine? The guillotine is cheaper. Yeah. 
But that's dangerous. How dare you say it? By the way, um, I know that there are members of the community that are active on Discord. I got a warning. Not because of Asgard. Not because of the Asgardian community. Um, but because of one of the channels that I'm a part of, which even the message, like, I was like, there's no channel by that name, but I got an official message from discord saying your account is receiving this notice due to participation in a server that violates our community guidelines. The new ones specifically traditional Catholicism. There's no group. Now I don't know if I was maybe a part of it and then they nuked it. It says it allows or encourages dehumanizing or discriminatory content or incites violence towards an individual community. Okay, those are very different things, Discord. Very different things. To allow something versus to encourage something, completely different things. To incite violence versus encouraging Discriminatory content are also two very different things. Discord, you are ridiculous. You are ridiculous. But I got a warning for being a part of a group. I'm looking out for eventually when... <laughs> because if, 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 I mean, if they're saying things that go against the, their new terms of service in a traditional Catholicism group, okay. I'll wait for the... The Nerdrotic one, I'll wait for the Nerdrotic one to get some attention. I'll wait for Geeks and Gamers Discord server to get some attention. It's insane. It's truly insane. And I know a lot of people have, you know, been already talking about, you know, alternatives. And I know that Telegram's been brought up. And I think Telegram definitely has some potential. But, yeah, I don't think there is a, a true... Uh, Discord alternative yet. Let's see. I only about a god. Tag said, you only criticize her because you want to date her. <laughs> Talk about AOC. Yeah. I love that that's her, her response to everything. It's, you're only going after me because you, you, you just want to date me. It's like, no, it's because you're terrible. Uh, Alice McCarthy, Tag to say, I live on my father-in-law's ranch. We have horses and all sorts of animals. Ooh, that's fun. David L., how dare you? How dare you? I feed her every morning before the show. She's in here right now. She's just asleep. It's just in the morning when they've been sleeping all night, they got a lot of energy, and they're just like, hey, we, we want to play. All right. Stored of Poopus, whose member says, thought of AOC on a horse. Uh, how would you tell when you're tired? <laughs> Stored of Poopus, you're mean. You're inciting hatred, Snorri Poopus. Come on, come on, man. Come, come, come on. Uh, Hardwick. In order to fully understand all of the jokes in Dracula Dead and Loving It, one needs to have seen both the 1931 Bela Lugosi and 1992 Gary Oldman versions, or I could just have seen Dracula Dead Loving It and still find it funny regardless. Or, or that. Uh, Coliseum Builder says, Joe's, uh, Coppola, etc. sell pizza, Domino's sells something else. Again, those are not, when I say, when I said national chains, like mainstream national chains, I meant the big ones. Uh, I saw someone mention Marco's. I like Marco's. 
I like Marcos. Not not as many options, not as many locations. So, uh, but no, don't 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 you hate on that Domino's pizza? I love me some Domino's, man. See, Harvick says, in your opinion, who is a better Catwoman, Anne Hathaway or Zoe Kravitz? I mean, I don't like her, but Kravitz, I really do. Anne Hathaway, again, I think she's a talented actress, but she just did not really fit in that role. Zoe Kravitz really came across as more feline in a lot of ways. Uh, Mark Lizette says, people go to Domino's and Taco Bell uh, when they are drunk and hungry. Well, seeing that I'm never drunk, I'm, I'm hungry, but I'm never drunk, I would say you're wrong, Mark. You're wrong. It has been a while since I've been to uh, to Taco Bell, though. I do like me some Taco Bell, or at least I used to like some Taco Bell. And the reason why is because you go there. I'm a simple man. I like simple things. Plain beef tacos, meat, meat and cheese only. No lettuce, meat and cheese only. Get three of those bad boys for less than three dollars. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing what you can get where you used to what you used to be able to get there. I remember, I remember back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you, I will tell you a story, man. Uh, I remember back in the day when uh, when tacos were only uh, sixty nine cents. Huh. That makes me laugh. Makes me think of something else. Oh, Joe. Oh, sleepy Joe. You crazy? You crazy? You. Soul Assassin says, "Do you like trains? What about planes and automobiles?" I actually don't. I actually don't like that movie. I've seen it one time, and I did not find it funny. It just wasn't. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't my kind of comedy, I guess. Uh, Tina says, "How about Eartha Kitt?" Great. Uh, Lee Merriweather or Julie Newmar or Michelle Pfeiffer. Just saying. Oh, was that about the uh, uh, Catwoman? I forgot Eartha Kitt. Was Catwoman was was that the sixty was that the sixty no 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 I forgot Eartha Kit was was Batwoman huh not Batwoman Catwoman Cat Bat who's the same no it's not the same thing it's actually not the same at all in fact they're they're quite different but yeah that's a it's a it's a good point all right Dave uh out of the ones that I've actually seen and seen enough of to have an opinion on Michelle Pfeiffer. That's just me. And also, how dare you not mention what's her name? <laughs> Even I blanked on her name. Uh, Halle Berry. How dare you not mention Halle Berry? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Sizer says, Greta, how dare you? And WF's Klaus Schwab show, Tyrants also come in green and black. And also in all shapes, sizes, and ages as well. Snort of Poopits. Says, a lot of pizza delivery is done in the driver's own car, and the mileage the company pays them is a joke. A lot of that tip money goes into the gas tank. Well, thank you for that, Star Poopus. Yeah, dude. Uh, awesome one. Says, Umbrella Guy said Giant Depp may get an Oscar. For what? I don't even think he's... He's not nominated for anything, to my knowledge. I'm very confused. He's, not, he's too young to get a Lifetime Achievement Award. Seriously, yeah. Discord's going full-on fascist. For sure. Yeah, seriously, Soul Assassin. Oh, warning. I'm disappointed. Do better, yeah. How dare I be in <laughs> in a group of traditional Catholics? How dare I? Andrew Hayes, what's going on, man? Welcome back. Let's see. 
Uh, just got a few minutes left here. Andrew Hayes tagged and said, doesn't AOC have... Aww. I don't like. Uh, I'm one where I don't. I don't like the going after physical appearance stuff. It's. I've never really been a big fan of it. It's not really. It's not really my thing. Rob D says I'm back. Got a Pizza Hut spicy lovers, and excuse me, stuffed crust. Oh, and that makes me think we need a pizza shaped like fighter jet for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I don't know if I guess I'd be kind of aerodynamic to have a, a <laughs> to have a, a <laughs> to have a, a pizza shape of sorts. Um but oh man, that sounds delicious. Don't don't you dare tempt me with that nonsense right now. Uh only about a guy I already answered that question, man. A long time ago. Chat wise about Lent. Let's see. Coliseum Builders says, if you're reduced to national chains to get something round with tomato sauce, I really feel sorry for you. Get some real pizza while you're in Philly. (laughs) It's not that it's the only option available. It's that on Fridays especially, here's what happens. I get home from work. I only have, like, so much time just to be able to, like, sit down and relax. Most of that time is actually me taking care of the dishes from the morning. Because my wife takes care of baby boy in the morning and normally is running behind and normally then has to rush out of the house. And so everything's a mess. So I try and be, you know, try and be a good hubby, right? And do, you know, do a little bit of the dishes, you know, clean things up. Because then also I have to, because I need the dishes to use anyway, for when I pick up baby Thor from daycare at the end of the day, because my wife's still at work. And then I take care of him for the evening, uh, for the evening shift, as it were, before she gets back. And... I need, or rather, in that time period, I have enough time to be able to pull out my phone, pull up the Domino's app, and, and put an order in. Uh, these other places with, you know, better pizza, I don't know if any of them are one near me, have an app, have a delivery service, or also have a comparable price to the five ninety nine per medium pie. Not to mention... The, the price of the pie or piece of the pie award system where I get free pizza. All right. Can, can you deliver me that? If you can, if you can deliver me all those things, Hey, I'd be glad to change. If you can't deliver me those things, then I'll keep on going with the, it's not really pizza. It's delicious. And if you haven't tried it with the newer recipe, with the garlic crust, then you don't have any idea what you're talking about. Uh, Andrew Hayes says the beef and cheese burritos are the best from Taco Bell. I've never been much of a burrito person. I'm not much into beans. I feel like beans and rice are a big part of burritos. Not just those aren't those aren't for me. Uh, I'm a very picky eater. Very picky eater. My appetite has grown over time. My my palate has grown quite a bit. But uh, yeah, Keck forty four happy with the Eartha kit mention uh tina thank you for the clarification eartha, eartha was catwoman along with julie Na- uh newmar back in the 60s show she was perfect yeah i wish i could roll my tongue okay yeah because i i was like okay i can imagine eartha kit but then i was like wait a minute but yeah uh julie Na- newmar like that's the one i also remember too interesting that, that they uh both were catwoman in the show it's pretty cool and then Harwick gives the fuller explanation that uh, Julie Newmar was the first Catwoman on the season show, 
Lee Merriweather was in the 66 movie. Eartha Kitt was on the show later. Riller was played by both Frank Gorshin and John Aston. Nice. Very, very nice. <laughs> I refuse to get Pizza Hut. I've gotten pizza. Like, I remember back in the day. So, a little thing about my own family. So, I was always a Domino's. I, I was, I just, I thought it was so much better because it really was. Even growing up, even before they changed recipes, I still preferred it. The only thing that Papa John's had to its advantage was that it, it gave you the garlic sauce for free. That was the only positive thing because the garlic sauce is great. The garlic sauce is great. But that's the thing. Without the garlic sauce, it's not that good. Now, you add Domino's pizza with some garlic sauce whoo, with a new garlic crust. Oh, so much garlic buttery goodness. But, but, in our house, I was a Domino's kid. My older brother, he was a Papa John's kid. And I think the I think my sister was as well. But I, I was very adamant. I was very passionately like, no, I don't want to eat it. I'm not going to eat it unless we get this. That was the kind of kid I was. Like, if we don't get it, I'm not going to eat it. And so oftentimes we would compromise. And our compromise would normally be Pizza Hut. And then sometimes it would be Little Caesars. Back when Little Caesars was around, you know, it kind of got like, at one point I remember it was like, it like disappeared or at least that's what it seemed. I think it was because like the one near us like closed. And so there were no other ones near us. And so it was just like, Oh my goodness. Um, you know what happened to little Caesars and then all of a sudden commercials were there. And it's like, Oh my goodness, it's still around. But pizza Hut ended up being the, like the, <laughs> it was, it was the, uh, we would go with it because it was the compromise. Yeah, that's that's the furthest that that <laughs> that is the furthest that Pizza Hut ever got for me and for my family was it was a compromise. It was the compromise choice. Ne- never the uh, basically always the bridesmaid, never the bride. The best way to describe it. Uh, Captain J Rod over on D Live says the only real pizza has pineapple on it. How dare you, J Rod? You, you you made me do it, J Rod. J Rod, you made me do it. No choice but to declare you excommunicado. That's it. You're, you, you've been declared excommunicado. You left me no choice. You left me no choice, my friend. How dare you? Oh, no, no, no. I do love me some frozen pizzas. But again, as I mentioned before, because of the time crunch, if I try to add in even just getting that set up, it takes more. Because here's the thing. Especially if I'm going to have one of those pizzas. I'm not getting a frozen pizza that's cheese. It's just not in me. It's just not in me. I haven't found a cheese pizza that's frozen that I think is worth getting personally. Not to mention, as I mentioned before, the price. I can get two mediums for $6.99 each. Sorry, $5.99 each. Have leftovers for two days. Have leftovers for the whole weekend, in fact. So... Get it. It's a practical choice as well. It's both, it's both of the heart, mind, and stomach. Uh, Andrew Hayes says, I have pizza rolls and frozen pizzas at home to get me through the next three Saturdays without spending much money. Nice, Andrew Hayes. Very cool. Uh, Conroy Paw, thank you for the $5. Sasasu. 
Super Chat says, I appreciate you on Friday Night Tights and for putting up with all of the off-color humor. Grace and peace to you. God bless you, Conroy. Thank you, man. I appreciate the Super Chat. And I appreciate the love. I always love those uh, comments and Super Chats uh, from from people who are, like, for the first time, uh, you know, contacting me. Because it just it confirms everything that I... It, it, it rather it confirms the hope that I have <laughs> that people are going to see what message I, I try and put out. I, I try and, and you know, and obviously I'm human and I fail. Lord knows I fail. Um, but that I try to put out and, and that some will be able to find some type of solace or inspiration or some type of connection. Right. And that's what I love about Friday night tights is that we have every personality. I feel we have every personality type covered. And it's one of the things that I love about the, the Friday night tights crew. And it's why I'm willing to go to bat for those guys. You know, even though, even though they drive me crazy, even though they drive, they, they drive my prayer request out the, you know, at the door, um, I love them, and I think that it's a special thing that we got going, and it's so much fun. And I'm so sad to be missing out this week because the the guest they have is someone that I would really like to pick their brain. Let's see. Favorite sci-fi who's a member says, "Growing up, my mom made pizza. Nothing like regular homemade pizza. She set off the smoke alarm all the time, though. Uh, so smoke alarms trigger me. Oh no." Oh, that's oh man. Yeah, I had a friend uh, when I was living in New York, friend who made his own pizza from scratch. And I, yeah, I mean, and the crust he made though, it was like some type of whole wheat crust. I don't know what. It was delicious though. It was delightful. It was great. Let's see, Andrew Hayes. He tagged to say, uh, "Being from Detroit, Michigan, Little Caesars is a must there." Oh, nice. Very cool. Um, Tina, I will excommunicate him. We all know that pineapple on pizza is anathema. I even made a shirt with that very statement on it. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, she would make pineapple pizza for my dad who taught our golden retriever to eat. (laughs) All right. It's the only time that it's allowed because, (laughs) uh, Harvick says, I still recommend the Sam's Choice seven cheese pizza. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you mentioned that and then. Uh, John Flickinger recommends no, no no maybe I'm mixing John Flickinger also recommends like there's dirt cheap pizza you can also get I think I, I can't remember if it's him or Alex McCarthy who keeps recommending the Walmart uh, brand pizza like cheap Walmart pizza but I think it was John Flickinger John I think recommended Costco I think which has one where it's like it's technically like vegan pizza and the, the crust is made out of some vegetable, but he was like, it's actually really good. He's like, I got it by accident, was like, well, it's all I have, and was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Uh, only bad guy says, I wonder what you would look like with long hair uh, with a beard of awesomeness. Well, I, at one point in my time, at one point in my life, I had the beard and I did have flowing long hair. Maybe one day I'll have to dig up some old <laughs> some old photos. Andrew Hayes says, doesn't leftover pizza start to develop mold after two days in the fridge? 
I don't know. Uh, and if it does, it's not visible. And if I can't see it, it ain't there. Uh, <laughs> take that quote to the bank. If, if I don't see it, if it ain't there, son. Only about a guy says, I believe you uh, will touch one of them at least, my brother. In Christ, don't give up. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. How 3000, what's going on, man? Arf, arf, arf. All right, going to start to wrap things up. Hardwick says, what are your thoughts on uh, Giacconi's Batman theme, and how would you rank it compared to Elfman, Goldenthal, and Zimmer? Uh, I like it a lot. I really do like it a lot. Um, I think Elfman's is still my favorite. Then I'd probably go Giacchino's, then Goldenthal, then Zimmer. I, I, I again, anything associated with the Zack Snyderverse, I just don't think is very good. Rose G says, I think he will too. Yeah, I hope. I hope, I hope, I hope. All right. Costco is the sixth largest pizza chain in the United States. Oh, I always forget about that. Alex McCarthy, he's taking ownership. He's like, I recommended the Walmart pizza. It's darn good. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. Definitely need to try that. Uh, G-Man, uh, thank you for the super chat. says, the Walmart pizza is people. It's people. It's Soylent Green. It's Soylent Green. G-Man, it's people. It's people. I always feel like mixing that movie in with the... <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and then, <laughs> last thing, uh, first advice says, doubtful, no leftover pizza lasts more than two days. That's a great point. Not because, not because it's bad, um, but or that that it goes bad, but because you're you're eating that stuff up. You're eating that stuff up. Uh, let's see. Uh, K-Man says, vegan pizza is made with cauliflower. That's right. That's the one. That's the one that he mentioned. Uh, Harwick, thank you for the correction, man. Yeah, so I stand corrected. Uh, the Zimmer's score was the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay, so that does change my answer a little bit because, because <laughs> again, I was thinking, I th- I for some reason, thought he had also done the uh, Snyderverse one as well. I don't know who composed it then for, for the Snyderverse. Again, for some reason, I thought Zimmerman. Uh, I don't know why I said Zimmerman, uh, Hans Zimmer. I then would still go Elfman at the top, then Giacchino, then I would go Zimmer, and the last one would, would be last still. Or would still be at the bottom. Yeah, I, I don't know Golden Thought. I didn't know what he did. Sam's Choice is the Walmart brand of pizza. Sam's Choice is the Walmart brand of pizza. So not even Walmart is the Walmart brand of pizza. I'm I'm confused by that. Uh, Rosie G12, thank you very much. And yeah, that is gonna be a wrap, everybody. Thank you all so very much. Costco's, Costco's frozen pizza is good. Kirkland is the brand. Yeah, Kirkland. Uh, I got a couple things from them. Uh, from that brand, and yeah, it's it's their it's their brand, and I like it a lot. So maybe I'll have to try the cauliflower. I'll have to try that cauliflower. I mean, Lent I think is the perfect time because if it doesn't taste good, hey, it's, it's a sacrifice. But you know, uh, John Flickinger, if there's any person to trust on, on pizza, I think that he's definitely up uh, top of the list for me. 
The way Sorta Poopus Cubers, Rosie 12 uh, thank you all very much for being in the chat tonight. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun discussion on pizza. Uh, again, I did mention earlier that the Batman box office was $10 million on Monday, uh, but the movie is about more than halfway, more than halfway to its break-even point, so I think there's definitely a very, very good chance for it to break even. We, of course, will continue to follow those numbers over the next few days of this week and going into this weekend where we're not really seeing anything major coming out, um, at least not anything that's going to knock the Batman off. But thank you all so very much for, for being in the chat, especially for the pizza chat, and uh, I always appreciate the, the pizza conversations, even if you are one of those that have been excommunicated that appreciate Discussing pineapple on pizza. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Please make sure that you smash that like button, light up that fire button over on Odyssey. Make sure that you tip your Valkyries on the way out. Thank you again. Huge shout out to Tina and Steph for always being amazing. Uh, seriously, thank you all so very much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, anyway, you guys are all amazing. All of you in Asgard. You're all amazing. Beautiful people. Come on, man. Thank you all very much for watching. Remember, no, uh, no Saturday stream this week. Also, I will not be on Friday Night Tights this week either. Going to be driving up, paying Lord knows how much it'll be this weekend up to Philly for Brother's Wedding. So again, thank you all very much. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my March Patreon subscribe star and locals members. Starting off first with my Patreon members, animation commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Father Damian Cook, Fuzz Aldrin, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Also, a shout out to my Subscribestar members, starting off with Trent Johnson, Matt317, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, slash the new number two, Jera the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And a final shout out to my locals members, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, and Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for being supporters, monthly supporters of the channel. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and every single video, please check out the pinned, uh, rather than the pinned, the, the, the very top link in the video description it is noted as the willow link there it'll bring you to uh, basically a link uh, tree of all the different places that you can support on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on Locals. And also there are other tiers that you can get access to as well, including an Army of Asgard level where you get not only the shout-out, but you also get access to a giveaways channel that I have on my Discord where you get uh, offers of giveaways, or rather you get access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, digital codes, all kinds of stuff, steelbooks, 
It's just uh, I'm giving away stuff all the time over there, and it's a lot of fun as well. So go check that out if you're interested. There's also the Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is the higher level up than that, and you get all everything from the previous tiers. Plus, you get access to a once or twice a month podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where you get to ask us Q&A, right? You get to ask us questions, uh, any question that you like, uh, movie or non-movie related. We will answer them uh, once, maybe twice a month. Uh, we're trying to work on a second opportunity for us to to have a show, but right now it's at least once a month. So again, you get access with that with the Keeper of the Bifrost level. And then there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, the very premium level, where you get access to all of those things. Plus, you get to be featured on the channel once a month with me and the other Chosen members, where we talk about movies and, and, and stuff. Anything, really, that the Chosen want to talk about. And it's always a very fun discussion. We usually have about three, three and a half hour discussion. So again, that's what you get access to at the Chosen of Valhalla level. Also, you get a free t-shirt during your first month. All you need to do is just let me know uh, what t-shirt you want from the store and also their size, location, etc. And I send those out anywhere in the world. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you all so very much again for your love and for your support. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.